This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What's up, CryptoLogic Podcast listeners? I want to make a quick special announcement that Weeble is now an official sponsor for the CryptoLogic Podcast. If you guys click the link in the description below, sign up with Weeble and deposit one penny. You're guaranteed to get $34 deposit in your account. It's a special promotion that me and Weeble have come up with for you guys. So go ahead, sign up, click the link in the description, deposit one penny, and get a free 3400X and get the free $34. So click the link in the description below and sign up today. What up, CryptoLogic Podcast listeners? Welcome to episode 206. Uh, back from a two-week break, I got a very special guest on today. He may or may not even need an introduction. You guys see his face. You guys already know who this is. This is Mr. Joshua Jake, one of the true pioneers of crypto in t- on TikTok and content creation in general. I'm very honored to have him on. How are you doing, my brother? Thank you for coming on to the podcast. I'm doing great, man. It's it's uh it's good to be on. Finally meet you. I love I love the setup, everything I go on. You said episode two oh six. Yeah, I had my I had... guy is grinding. <laughs> I yeah. love it, dude. Yeah, Holy it's smokes. it's I went from daily to now it's like once a week, and I just had a two week break, and then I got some uh, guests lined up coming up here, and you're basically the first of what I call season two of the of the podcast after 200 some episodes season one i'll make it the best chapter <laughs> yeah. dude let's do it <laughs> so i have this tiktok pulled up here he has a whopping 344,000 followers you guys need to go follow him you guys if you guys probably already are following him but um you guys need to check out his content he goes deep in depth into all things crypto the macro of the economy everything you need to know when it comes to crypto and everything like that i'm so so excited to talk to you about um what's going on in the crypto space and outside around the world right in regards of what's going on in the u.s china you know in the podcast you can say what you want right because there's, there's no censorship or anything like that in regards no, of tiktok <laughs> putting clamps on us you know what i mean so that's that's the exciting thing i'm gonna have to replace the word china with like blueberry oh or yeah something right. soon, I swear. probably like, uh, <laughs> if we clip it up too <laughs> if we clip yeah. It up and put, but yeah here's just twitter you guys but yeah before we get on to the, all that i want to talk a little bit about your journey right so when it came to picking up the phone for the first time turning it around and making content for crypto or whatever it is that you started off on, what made you do that? What made you dive into becoming a content creator? Did you know you wanted to be a content creator? Or is that something you just did just off a of whim? Um, I mean, I've always been an outgoing individual. So actually, before I was doing content for crypto, I tried doing esports. Um, I ended up getting into like drone production and doing video production. Uh, so I was uh, actually right before I started doing uh, crypto, I was looking to actually become a full-time like video producer for uh, Juju Smith's team from the Steelers, uh, oh, yeah, okay. the esports team. Yeah. So they're kind of looking at on, on contracting me, which would have been really cool. But so I've been in the space for a few years, but what really made me want to do it was just actually getting into sales. So okay. uh, this was in college. I was going door to door doing timeshare sales. I, I did a lot of different sales jobs and like, I just always wanted to escape just that constant grind. Um, and I just knew establishing my own social media brand, like I can talk a lot and just like <laughs> sell myself. Yeah. I mean, going to door to door, if you can't sell yourself, you're not going to be successful. So, True. um, I kind of just picked that up. And at a point, I remember my cousin, like started teaching me about XRP, like back in early 2020, 
I've only been in for like two years at this. Well, that's almost three at this point, but um, right before COVID. And so at the point I was averaging like 30 viewers on Twitch, trying to go pro in games like Fortnite, uh, Splitgate, played on some teams, making bare, bare minimum money. Um, and I just fell in love with like just researching crypto dudes. I actually first, my, I post my first video on TikTok, which was an XRP video. And it was, uh, <laughs> the reason why I did it, the reason why I did it is because of blockchain boy. Mm. Um, at the time he was just going hard on XRP. You know, he's not, a, he's not an XRP <laughs> fan at all. Right. And so a lot of people in the space weren't, and actually I've actually taught a lot of people at this point, um, just really the found a lot of like the traditional XRP, like influencers, like I used to live stream with them all the time. I taught them everything from international standardized organization to just how the financial messaging systems actually worked and were integrated. Mm-hmm. And so I literally just turned on the camera and was like, I want to speak. It, it took me a few videos. I was doing like the point videos, the cringy ones. Yeah. I go back and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> you know? And then I started like, you know, I realized I just knew a lot more in the space, um, in certain areas. And so I focused my content in that niche and over time, you know? You just fall in love with the space. Now, I've just you've evolved. I, I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. You've grown so. You've become like something like a pillar of of like wow. This is like what I want to be. You know, to I feel like to a lot of up and coming content creators, like you you have a business. You you have the podcast coming. Um, you have such tremendous value that you're giving out to people in so many ways, and it's very very like inspirational. You know, and I saw your page. I'm like, man, this guy is going in, and then you now you've. <laughs> You're, you're setting a trend, in my opinion, of long-form content, you know, and, and you've even, you know, talked about it a little bit where not no one's doing it. Everyone's trying to crack the algorithm, trying to get the go viral. Yeah. You're giving information. We were speaking before, before we, you know, click live, just, you know, the competition space. Like, yeah. uh, so I come from a video production background. So I was like, okay, I can, you can I can edit a well-produced video if mm-hmm. I want, you know, so I was trying to like kind of escape that range. But over the last year, I think I realized, you know, after the bull run, dude, we were able to throw a dart at anything and, yeah. hit and do a 10, 15, 20x. You yep. know, we're in a completely different world now. And so about a year ago, I transitioned completely into macros and started reading mm-hmm. just a ton of books and just listening to a ton of economists and try to understand the space more. Um, so now that's what I like. I, I really like focusing on macros because at, at the end of the day, yeah. everything matters from, you know, just from a macro global standard I mean, everything from china us it's all moving as one trade and you know i've just transitioned that way but it means a lot to hear brother it's yeah it's uh it's been a crazy journey i mean i, I can't even i would not have been able to tell you a year ago i'd be at where i'm at today because i think i was you know it's been about a year and a half for content now yeah you so you, you started like in 2020 right that or 2019 2019 no, not at all uh i started crypto content on tiktok uh april 2021 oh, okay okay Man, you so, or that's March, huge. March. That is, you solidified yourself. That's amazing. Like that's like, that's, you know, kudos and props. <laughs> you Thanks, know, yeah. and and every year we're gonna see new a new class of uh, creators, right? And we talked about it before we got on air. It's it's gonna be. It's just like the influencer market in any 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 realm, right? Crypto is just growing. It's only gonna get bigger, and that which when as it continues to grow, there's gonna be more people coming in. And it's just people are going to look up to some people like you that, that have done it, that have been in the game. And beca- you're basically becoming OG, right? They're like, oh, how did he do it? They're gonna, you know what I mean? It's, so it's, it's really cool to look having this podcast with you. People are going to be able to look back and go, wow. Like, you know, and next thing you know, you have like 2 million followers, right? And it's just, it's just crazy where it can go, you know? Like, I don't even know what a million would be like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy where it can go, you know? And, and the work that you're doing, I have, I have no doubt in mind that you're going to get there. Thanks, so, man. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> podcast is my uh, 
That's our that's our that's my that's my child right there. I'm, I'm yeah, really right. Get it, so. <laughs> like like yeah. Joe Rogan, you know, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan and his podcast for, you know, for years now. Right. And it's just it's just insane how everyone's doing it. Like everyone's that's like the new form of um, getting information and, and, and hearing and listening. Right. No one's literally watching TV anymore. People want to listen to yeah. podcasts and, and getting great guests, great stories, great. You know what I mean? That's well, that's the, the beauty of that right now. I, I like I think the beauty for me comes from the point that like on TikTok, it's 30, 60 second mm-hmm. videos. Right. Uh, the podcast, they really get to see the true side and like like you get to go in depth on topics. Yeah. It's like people take your you know, time. When they, they listen to you. They're like, holy smokes, because now I'm doing that with the long term content and people are like, oh, my gosh, this guy knows way more than I realized. You know, it's <laughs> and it's I like that incentive and it's just a lot more personality too with the podcast. But yeah, yeah. man, I'm excited to dive into it today. We got a lot of topics. I know yeah. I'm sure everybody in the crowd's freaking out because markets are. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, that's why, like, before we, you know, like that, we go into the macro, we, we, you know, we are, this is obviously the crypto logic podcast. We're talking a little bit of crypto. So I want to ask you, what are your thoughts currently on the space of crypto? That's like, that's like, I think that's a big question in everyone's mind that there, that I mentioned in discord and some people are like, okay, what, what does he think yeah. about the market? Like, what do you, what is your sentiment on the market right now? Well, just like the book, dude, it's falling over. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, yeah, that's funny too. It's called, that's the new world order. Great Dahlia. It's about collapsing. Um, but just the current Mac, we're in a weird transition. You know, I think people that are coming into the space now, they shouldn't be scared. Uh, I think that's the biggest concern right now with everybody coming into the crypto space. You know, they're worried about that. How volatile it is. Is it going to drop another 50%, 70%, you know, is it a time to buy altcoins, buy crypto? Mm -hmm. Are we in a recession? And, you know, the reality of just the crypto space right now, just from my experience, just being in here for the years I've been in the space at this point is, you know, now is just the time to learn. It's it's time to understand. It's the time to, you know, just conceptualize where we're heading as a Web3 space. It's very, very obvious. There's a lot of lot of different things taking place on a macro scale that affect the crypto space. Like, for example, BlackRock coming into the crypto scene. A lot of people are concerned and scared with that. Uh, central bank digital currencies. A lot of people are scared and concerned with that because they were so used to an unregulated DeFi world where, again, you, you know, the average person was getting an insane ROI. Yeah. And, you know, that moment when you have the 99% of the population that, you know, might be a waiter or a teacher or, you know, a, a, a dude at a car wash making 10, set, you know, 10, 11, 15 X on his investments, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you know, you're in a bubble. So I really believe the bubble has officially popped for crypto. Um, obviously NFTs down significantly. A lot of these DeFi protocols are going to get flooded out and we're about to, you know, we've been talking about midterms for a long time. We're about to see that regulation, the lobbying, the lo- you know, the legislation be implemented. And I think people just need to just sit back, not be scared, like breathe <laughs> and just yeah. listen, be a sponge. Just understand this is the transition. So I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited yeah. for it. as an XRP holder. I've been waiting for the transition for way too long. So <laughs> same. So that's, that, that's like critical. What, what you're saying is, is be a sponge. And I feel like when the markets, if you, like you see on the chart here, everything's blood red. This is, this is the time to, to soak up that information to, 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 it slows everything down when the markets are like this. Because as you remember, last year, look how fast things were moving. 10x here, 50x here, 30x here, 20x here, moon, uh, meme coin here, utility coin here, uh, DeFi here, time, right? Remember, time took over for a while. Everyone was like, time yeah, to make me a millionaire, <laughs> right? And I lost money on time. I went into time. I lost money on That's the on only it. one I made money on. I lost <laughs> Olympus Dow, gone. Uh, Snow Dog, gone, dude. Oh, yeah. I, tried, yeah. I tried a bunch uh, of them, dude. 
I tried a bunch of them. That I was, was gambling, making money you know? and then I lost it all because I didn't take oh, it yeah. out, right? <laughs> yeah. You see it go up like, yeah. dude, I remember uh, time went up like so much. I'm like, dude, insane, this is keep insane going. Insane amount. And then, no. Then Four grand, up. nine grand. Like, mm-hmm. It was insane. And I was like, oh, every day I'm making this amount. Every six hours. Yeah. <laughs> rebase, rebase. You know, and and, and um, Phantom, right? All those dials on Phantom. Phantom was going nuts. And everyone was like, Phantom's the next one. Phantom's the next one. And then, you know, we saw what happened there. Like, it just, everything crashed. Nodes. Nodes were a big thing. This, right now, it's just, you feel like it's just negative news after negative news after negative news. And then now, we're at the point where, I feel like if you want to be a true crypto investor, and this is where we're going to get into this part, is you have to understand the economy outside of crypto. You can't just be focused on crypto. You have to look at what's going on, <clears throat> like you said, when it comes to the rules and regulations with with the the government, right? Not just in the U.S., but worldwide, you know, especially with the war and, and supply chain, all that stuff. So now, like, your content has taken an, an evolution to where you're not talking about you know China's economy collapsing and how that's going to affect crypto and affect everything, right? It's a ripple, uh, no pun intended, ripple effect, right? So mm-hmm. let's dive into that and what, like, how did you come about that? You just realized that real, you had that realization as well, like, oh, I can't just be knee um, deep into crypto. I need to think about. Yeah, I had I had a wake up call uh, last January, which was Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. Um, there was a point where I got like really into like the fear mongering media. I was so against it because. There was a point that's when I like over the last year and a half, I've been studying marginal cost of production for Bitcoin. I was going into just the basic ethos of, you know, from HVAC to employees to downtime, uptime, renewables, energy, how the energy got from, you know, that natural gas deposit to the end like user at that Bitcoin mining facility. What was the energy cost in between that production? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I really started diving deep into just the economics behind resources Um and this is going to sound so boring, but, you know, <laughs> economics is just based off, you know, goods and services, yeah. but it's much more than that. there's like, you know, cause and effect to everything that takes place. And so I was wrong about actually Russia invading Ukraine because I was like, dude, this is going to cause this in Europe. This is going to cause massive inflation. This is going to cause energy costs. Um, it's going to cause agriculture issues and famine that can take place through the world. It was more like a, you know, it just would be detrimental to Russia's economy. And so, you know, sure enough, that was wrong. And I wasn't necessarily trying to predict that necessarily. So now what I've over the last year been focusing on is just the fact that people need to understand cause and effect. You have to understand at that point when Russia invaded Ukraine, like I understood oil and all these things were going to collapse. I was like, this is, you know, you're going to, or sorry, just burst up into flames, like just rally. We saw oil go up to like $130. People were predicting like $200. These were things that were very easy to foresee. So now just in the crypto space, um, obviously from a macro standpoint with China, the US, Europe, um, you know, now issues with Taiwan, potentially even yeah. Japan, um, it's the whole world, there's so many things going on. What I like to focus on is just show people what the cause is and what that effect would be. So example, China's real estate market. If that were to collapse, every influencer is talking about that. But what they're not talking about is what caused that and yeah. what, how that would affect the markets afterwards. So now I'm just trying to really hound my my contents to just allow people to understand that there is multiple outcomes that we cannot foresee. Um, but so that way the best you know set up for success. So if that were to occur, they know how to address the opportunity presented in front of them. So that's why I've really transitioned into that macro aspect. Um, mm. Obviously, everything's trading is one and 
you know, whatever Jerome Powell says will move the markets by, yeah. you know, <laughs> disgusting amounts. But um, it's so funny. He dude, just watching him speak from last year is like like this is this is uh, uh him and Jenna Yellen. Right, talking about how this is this is this is this is transitory. This is this is this, and admitting they're wrong later on. Right, like you know, they it's still just, won't. They <laughs> redefine the definition of a recession, yeah, dude. That was the like, big well, critical thing. Yeah, yeah, redefining like, the whole thing. It's like, oh, you know, these are bad, but you know, we're not in a recession because these are doing well. And it's like you're not even. It's like the whole situation of like, well, what are the reasons why these are doing well? Because it's delayed. We talk about unemployment, housing, and everything. It's just. Their main thing was fixing gas prices and stuff like that because it looks good going into midterms. That's yep. like that was like my like logical, low key, just simple explanation. They want to look good going into midterms. That's what they're trying to do. They want to look good, and I think the economy is gonna get hit even harder after the midterms going into twenty twenty three, like Q one, in my opinion. Um, I just think because they haven't even started quantitative tightening, and I'm it's interesting because. I've like been learning about this for the past few months now, just just learning about all what this means, right? And the fact that they haven't, and you you've talked about it too on your on one of your TikTok, they haven't been sucking out the money that they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be taking out like about ninety billion here in in September. Prior to that, they were supposed to take out like forty billion or so. They haven't done anything. They haven't taken nearly enough close to what they said they were. So it's all fluff, in my opinion, in regards of how much money is in the economy. And once this starts happening. Do we see the markets react to that and we start seeing the tail off of the stock market, crypto market, right? Because Yeah, so I, I so I there's how far I have off a, I am on that. No, you're you're not you're not you're not far off at all. I mean you're completely correct. Uh the Federal Reserve has been lying to everybody. Janet Yellen, mm-hmm. literally my most hated person. I, I like <laughs> like <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep emotions now. But dude, I'm just like, you know, it's when the, the, the problem is you said it with the midterms, right? The federal bank or the, the central bank is obviously a private entity, but they're very controlled and yeah. manipulated by Congress. It's just as blatant as, you know, is air. It's, it just exists. The amount of lobbying and stuff that goes into this insider trading, it all exists. Money. Yep. So, you know, going into just where we're heading, um, the quantitative tightening is a very interesting just conversation because people are worried about like just how they're going to affect interest rates. If yeah. they continue to raise interest rates, how is that going to affect inflation? Is it going to be deflationary? Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, just what's the end goal? So what I mean, like, obviously, if you, you've seen my content, like over the next few months, I'm, I'm incredibly bearish up until midterms. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. this, this so volatile between political agendas and people battling back and forth. And historically, every single year for midterms, it is a terrible year for the stock markets. It is just volatile because you have people arguing. Um, but with quantitative tightening, you, you mentioned the $45 billion in assets that they weren't taken out. They were supposed to be reducing mortgage-backed securities, yeah. and they're actually adding that to, to their balance sheet <laughs> rather than reducing it. And so they haven't even focused on actually really reducing the amount of money from the, N2, the M2 money supply. If you actually look at it, what, as, what has happened is the money supply in our economy has just gone even. It's not going up anymore. It is sideways. But the problem with this is the effect that's going to have on our economy. So if you look at your treasury bonds, the bond markets love to uh, factor in what the Fed's decisions are really going to be. So right now we have something called an inverted yield curve taking place where Mm -hmm. the two-year is getting better returns than the 10-year. And that shows that investors really believe that they're going to be getting a better return on their investment within that two-year time period. Short term. Yeah, yeah, short term. They're going to be, you know, Feds are going to reduce, you know, those interest rates. They're going to get a, you know, positive money back. Because I think the... The problem here, I don't know why people are dovish at all, but starting September, starting this month coming up, 
um, they're supposed to double that, you know, reduction to yeah. up upwards of like 95, 97 billion uh, per month and really start reducing that balance sheet. So I, th I still think the feds are going to remain hawkish. I think that's going to obviously impact crypto in a negative way. But the fact that the monetary supply isn't being reduced at such a heavy manner and that deflation, I do believe, will kick in. Uh, this is where I'm trying to like not scare people. I, I don't want people to be scared of a recession because people, when they hear recession, they think of 08, yeah. financial crisis, millions and millions and millions and millions of un unemployed. Despair. And <laughs> despair <laughs> and just poverty and Job loss, you know, all these yeah. things. And it's, you know, we may not approach that. We are definitely in a recession currently. Mm -hmm. But this is something that because of all the money we printed from COVID-19 with all the stimulus checks, we're at an all-time high for credit consumer debt. We're at an all-time household debt, all-time high corporation debt, all-time high federal debt, labor productivity is you know, falling back. And the reality is, is this is something that's going to take six months to maybe even two years to really, you know, come out of. We can't just continue. We can't inflate more money or hyperinflate our economy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can't be too aggressive with interest rates because if they raise interest rates too high, what happens to your debt? Your debt value gets harder to pay off. And yep. since wages aren't keeping up with inflation, it, that your, your money becomes worthless. It's, it becomes, yeah. you know, the, the value comes less and less. So, um, very interesting conversation, man. It you is. gotta ask it, specific questions. It is. Uh, but <laughs> it's so I'm happy fun. to dive in. Yeah. It's like like what I think like what I've been learning is like right, like in regards of what the, the US is doing for our economy, right? We the I believe that the the target inflation rate was like two percent. And what I've been learning is that reality is that it's not really it's gonna be four point five, five percent. That's real that's where we're gonna be at. Where we that's where they're actually probably gonna end up. And I still think, and then what I've what I've, with what I've learned is that that four to four to five percent is still very bad for the economy, and and that we're not going to reach that two percent mark. And my opinion, my thinking is, well, once they get to that point where they're like, well, we can't keep, like you said, they can't keep raising interest rates. They're going to have to what taper off on that and start focusing on other aspects of the economy. And my thing is like, is that going to cause another problem in regards of? you know, cash flow and, you know, raising the balance sheets, et cetera, and, and rippling into like the housing market or supply chain or anything else. Like when they start tackling other aspects, is it basically what I say is like, they're going to let the foot off the gas tackling this issue. Is it going to get worse? Cause since they're not putting their hands on it anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think they can't let the foot off the gas just yet. Yeah. Um, reason being is China's real estate markets. Uh, if one, if that were to collapse right now, is that, ever the inflation, is that what it, we're, Evergrande, yeah. So Evergrande, 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 I love this topic because Evergrande, you know, everybody freaked out over the three hundred yeah. billion dollar, you know, debt default, and you know, over the last few months, I, I've put together like countless videos. I've done, <laughs> I've read every yeah. research article you can find from peer reviewed like assessments on it. But Evergrande was like the thousandth, not the thousandth, but like one of the like. There's been hundreds of companies that have defaulted since then. They are one of the largest, and you know, definitely mm -hmm. that's that was a huge domino factor to where we're at today. But even a year ago, when everybody was freaking out about it, I was like, "There's got to be more to this." So that's when I really started looking into it. Um, but China's economy has been messed up since 2008. They introduced yeah. something called local government uh, financial vehicles (LGFVs), and what these were were. Are you familiar with the 08 crash with like CDO, synthetic CDOs or have you ever seen a big short with Michael? Burry? Yeah, I saw a big short. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very similar. Um, in the US, you had a lot of greedy Wall Street, you mm -hmm. know, individuals and banks that were just taking the worst credit rating loans, putting them into bundles and obviously selling those off mm -hmm. to investors. Yeah. 
And that created a lot of default on, on risk. So we ended up defaulting on everything, collapsed mm -hmm. the market. China's doing something very similar. They've been lying about their credit ratings. They're supposed to have AAA rated, you know, international ratings that uh, would mean, you know, it's a very, very strong backed government bond. It's very safe, very low risk. And the reality was, is they were stretching the value of those ratings. The ratings were actually much less and the default on the, the risk to the, you know, defaulting on that loan was much higher than they were mm -hmm. telling everybody. So it turned into this giant Ponzi scheme where, you know, these LFGVs, these local governments, they were selling these bonds to the markets and they were taking that money, you know, and obviously raising your real estate and your, you know, massive firms. And they built, I think it's like 225 million square feet that is just sitting there vacant, or it's not finished or not complete. And now they're selling all that property to individuals who are paying mortgages on a property that's never going to get finished. So this uh, is where you get the protests and everything coming into play right now where they're like, I'm not paying this mortgage. It's never going to get finished. Yeah. What am I doing this for? So today, actually, China came out and because nobody is buying those bonds and you know focusing on that market, they, um, they drop the rates a little bit. They want to you know, uh, attract more consumers to you know, add more credit, get, become yeah. more indebted and spend on the economy. And so now like with, with the Federal Reserve, you know, to pump the, like on the brakes, if they were to do that and let's say this real estate bubble in China does burst and they are forced to inflate their economy, forced to print money. Um, China has a like a positive impact on the U.S. Don't they own China's a lot of economy, land in, in the U.S.? Don't they own, they a, lot own a lot of, of land? There's yeah. like 300 Chinese stocks on the U.S. stock exchange that are more likely to get removed. Mm -hmm. um, they own yeah the, the amount of real estate they own. Uh, it caused quite a few issues, but they're also our largest manufacturer. Yeah. So, you know, the inflation that would go into the economy would roll over into the U.S. and that could impact us <laughs> in inflation rates. So they are at like a, the Fed, I would hate to be Jerome Powell right now. I mean, you know, people that bag on him, I'm like, dude, you got to be in his shoes. Like he has like no option. It's like, yeah. he's got the worst option or the worst option. And that's, he's got to choose one of those roads. And I, I believe both are going to always lead to printing more money. Yeah. But currently- I really think they have to stay aggressive and just focus on um, raising interest rates slowly. Like you said, probably to that 4%, 4.5% yeah. uh, next year. Um, it's going to be interesting how they play it out. It's, it really is. That's, yeah, man. Because that's what I've been thinking. What I've, Based off of what I've been learning, it's it's just, it's like it's like a checkmate thing. It's like, it's going to get to a point where a checkmate's going to be called. And which, 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 which way are we going to look, right? Which way, which, yeah. which side of the coin and are we going to be on? <laughs> I would like to be you know? on the hyperinflation side where crypto pumps to the moon, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you can't, that's gambling. I'm not, I'm not risking that one, you know? So it's, you just got to be prepared and yeah. there's, you know, there's going to be opportunities. So like, I mean, we're only a year and a half away, I think from like another bull run, you have BlackRock mm -hmm. now coming into the space. Um, CBDCs are coming Those on ramps will be there. And you know, a lot of DeFi protocols will probably go to zero, get wrecked, yeah. be, be a security. But there, I think there'll be plenty of opportunity. I think so, too. And and it's what's crazy is during a time like this, there's actually opportunity right now with random tokens pumping, right? We see Energy Web token going going nuts. We see random significant um, projects just going going off for some reason, right, based off of FOMO or any uh, big announcement, et cetera. And that's what I, like, I was thinking about. I was like, you know, if we take – like stop raising interest rates and let inflation go and go into hyperinflation. Everything looks good on paper. Oh, not paper, but you know, from a viewpoint, stocks are up, everything's went up, but it's just damaging the economy. Just like during 2020 interest rates was like, what was like 1%, 2% or something like that or point. 
it was such a, a significant I think there was, it was negative. I th- yeah, I think there, yeah, there, there was no. I think they f- had no interest rates for a while. We were so it was such a sl- like low amount, and and then now we're like paying the price for it. And like you said, Jerome Powell's going through the wire right now. But yeah, I it's, if he's bald by the. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's good long term. You know, it just it's got to get fleshed out. We had five exactly, trillion dollars. Yeah. They doubled the monetary supply. You know, while everybody thought we we're going to go to the moon, you know, it's, man, the knowledge I have now, man, I wish I saw that coming a year ago, you know, two profits. years ago. Dude, I would have been it just makes so much sense. I, I just read um, this great book and it's just like, dude, it's the amount of information I have now. It's just like dude, it's so easy to see a bubble at this point. And yeah. so when you see this market and people being dovish, still having euphoria, believing this is the bottom, you know, it's zoom out for a split second and realize what's causing inflation. And the majority of it is Russia invading Ukraine. Energy costs have gone through the roof Mm -hmm. and it's summer. We're not using, you know, we're not using heat. We're not using, you know, a lot of energy. We're moving into winter. So energy prices are going to go, you know, get higher. I've covered, you know, things with inflation inventories and and, and wholesale inventories, you know, like, (laughs) I don't even know what to talk about, but Bro, we, there's, there's so much, deep, man. That's deep, yeah. yeah. And but it's, that's how you become successful in this space, you know. Like you have to kind of dabble into it a little bit, right? Unless you just want to watch someone and learn and just do what they do, right? Which is not what I. That's what everybody do. wants to do. Yeah. It's not what you should do. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and and like you said, um, not everyone is made for this in regards of being an investor or content creator. Everyone just kind of like a lot. This is what I'm saying. Like a lot of people just try to follow the trend, you know, and people just really want views. People really want a following. But it's like, what are you doing with that following? What are you providing, you know, and and having someone like yourself basically showing the blueprint of, hey, look at look at the work that he's putting in. You know what I mean? Like this is not something that you just just wake up and oh I know all this stuff. Like you, the no. work is done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Behind the scenes. Nah, yeah, it's like you know I just want to set people up with like like you know my predictions. Well, you could end up wrong, but exactly, at least yeah. I'm presenting like it's all real evidence and facts based off what I yep. you know what, what I'm presenting. So you know it's all peer reviewed, all like actual historical data. So I like to you know any any prediction or thesis that I create is you know always fundamentally backed by reasoning, and I I, mm-hmm. I always make sure of that with my content. Um, if, if I watch a video back and I go, what was the value of that video? And I go really nothing. Like there was no value in it. I won't post it. I will redo it and make sure I add value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just make sure someone leaves that video with going, huh, I didn't know that, you know, like mm-hmm. answering, you know, just some bit of education. Yeah. And that's, that's what we need in a time like this. And this is what, like during a time like this, it's a lot of people have left right since I mean, beginning of the year when everything was going great and Right around the time. Oh, they're gonna leave more, Ooh. dude. Yeah, it's. I don't even think this is the worst of it. That's and what it, I want to talk to you about you know. next. Oh, it's like I've been saying on my channel, right? Everyone's a lot of people say that the bottom is in, right? Oh, we're not gonna go back on. I'm like, I think we're gonna see like a 15k Bitcoin, 15 to 17k Bitcoin again. That's like my my opinion on it. I think we're gonna see a, a another massive sell off, maybe touch 850 tri- a billion in the overall market cap, maybe 800 billion. So we're going to lose another 100 billion in my opinion. So, do you think that we're going to see another massive sell-off? You don't you know, you don't have to go too too in-depth with pricing or anything, but no, I give it, man. It's uh <laughs> I think the strongest thing any content creator do is put the reputation on the line because it shows that, you know, you just have that initiative and you know, I don't want to like ever drop a ton of like information and not give my own opinion because yeah. I feel like it completely like even if it's a wrong opinion, even if I'm wrong on a prediction, it's like, 
you know, I've spent thousands of hours. We've calculated, I've calculated like over 10,000 hours at, at this point in, in the crypto space and just researching and learning. And it's, you know, I, I feel like I owe that to my viewers, but I have to make sure they understand that, you know, that's just a perspective. Yeah. Um, no matter what. And it's the, it's the creators that really get out there, put their reputation online and go, Hey, I could be wrong that I respect on a whole nother scale. Cause it just, you know, they're brutally honest. They constantly are looking to listen to other opinions and guide themselves. It's like, uh, have you ever watched like the all in podcast with like the billionaires, like, uh, Chamath, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, a couple. Yeah. I've seen clips. Yeah. They're, they're like four completely different minds and they disregard all they, they'll disagree all the time on different topics. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love because they're completely successful individuals and some will make false predictions, wrong predictions. Some will make right predictions, but it's the value that they all bring together. And the fact that everybody listening gets to understand those debates and the reasonings and everything behind it, that will make them more successful in the future. So um, that was a little sidebar. Sorry, but no, I no really, really appreciate <laughs> no that. Yeah, I, I love I just love that aspect. But so, you know, for me, like, I, I'm not going to give like exact numbers, but I will give ranges. Um, ultimately, like first and foremost, I do think we're going to retest bottoms. I, yeah. I think coming up until midterms, I'm not at all bullish. Um, you know, if if the feds came out and did some out of pocket stuff and were like, hey, we are going to they'll, they'll, they'll pause on the brakes for whatever reason. They flip short-term dovish. In September, right? When they're supposed to raise I am, it again? Yeah. I will short that market. I will get ready, <laughs> enter that market, and short the living daylights out of it. Because, again, if you're looking at just macro data, if you want to pull up on your computer uh, just commodities, trading economics, um, that's going to be the website. I don't know if you can pull up sites, um, yeah. but it can kind of give the audience what I'm speaking of. What is it? Of. Commodities and what? Type in commodities trading economics. One of my favorite sites. I love checking this every single day. Is it, um, it's that first one, live quote one? pricing trading. Nope, down one, not the ad. The uh, second quote right there. Right there? Yep. Uh, you can yes. see it, right? I think everyone can see yes. it. All right, I love cool, this. Cool. So, wow. you know, if you look at your data yeah, point, this is so, cool. like, for example, in June, I think it was like June 9th, I bought like Ethereum at a 10,000 or 1,050 bucks. The reason being was because watching the economy, I like to focus on the social behaviors. So mm -hmm. for example, when you're getting a massive sell-off, you need to understand why that sell-off is occurring and what they're expecting and anticipating. So on June 10th, up and leading to that point, we had a massive sell-off. Uh, people thought, remember 12K Bitcoin, NASDAQ was going to collapse, inflation was going to come out terrible. Um, and it did. We saw, we saw prices come down to 17.5. Mm -hmm. At that point, if you're looking at the prices right here month over month, what you want to see is a negative impact on the prices from energy and global commodities. So agriculture is going to be like, you know, uh, lumber, wood, uh, soybeans, uh, all that type of stuff. You want to see a negative factor. If it's negative, that means obviously that inflation is coming out and those prices are going to drop. Okay. Yeah. So this is something I look at on a day-to-day -day basis. Back in June, they were all negative. Everything was massively in the red. Everything was down 20, 30%. And so I instantly knew it was like, dude, even though the CPI report for the month of July was going to come out at a 9.1 rating, we were expecting that. The overall market makers and the institutions knew that inflation was over. It was, it was over overpriced. People were yeah. overpricing a recession because we were going to have this bounce as commodities and inflation was going to come back uh, down for the month of uh, July, which we saw like an 8.5. So what I'm watching right now and over the next few months, like I expect Bitcoin and prices to come back down. If you're already seeing the greens, we're not at all down the negative, you know, 10% that we were for the month of July. August is starting to constrain itself. Um, you're starting to see prices, you know, maybe we come back at an 8.5, maybe a little bit lower for the month of August. 
But ultimately in September, I really believe as we move into the winter seasons, you're going to see energy, you know, uh, energy uh, costs go up. You're going to yeah. see uh, wheat and issues from supply shocks we have from the wars in Ukraine that are going to affect agriculture. Um, a lot of these things, I think, are going to come back and we're going to see that inflation come back into the space. And this is a great website for your audience just to watch on a daily yeah. basis. If you see it up 10% a week, link this understand that's going to be a negative impact on your CPI report. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I'm looking for over the next few months is just Bitcoin to come back down, retest those lows, um, at least 17.5. Maybe we break through it and it's it's capitulation um, from short-term holders that bought in. And, uh, you know, what I'm worried about is uh, credit consumer debt. Uh, we're at an all-time high for people, you know, using their credit cards. Uh, yeah, the spending is there. You like you like to see the Federal Reserve and people talk about how the demand's still in our economy for travel, hospitality, stuff like that. The problem is, is that's all debt. People are using a ton of credits to purchase that debt. Yep. So debt's at an all-time high for a household. Uh, debt's at an all-time high per business, per you know, per per government, for just everything. Um, and you're not seeing any money go into these people's savings accounts. So we're running into a point where this is why I'm bearish on the Ethereum merge at launch. There is no demand in the space for people to cause a bull run. Yeah. You can't, you know, it is super, you know, it's going to be super detrimental to the supply. But the reality is, is nobody has money. And if they do have money, it's going to get eaten alive um, from, you know, just the Fed's decisions if they, yep. you know, remain hawkish. Yep. So I'm looking at 17,000 Bitcoin, 18,000 Bitcoin again. I think we are coming down. We can go lower and I'm just ready for it. What I'm really looking to do is, um, this is another a, site. We have the same uh, pricing point. That's what I was thinking. Anywhere from 15 to 17, that like the worst case scenario, 15, 16, and then obviously in the mid and the high. I would like it 17. to drop more. I'm yeah. doing, I, I longed in June and now I'm looking to open up some low leverage <laughs> yep. shorts. And if they, they hit, I'll let them keep riding. I'll add some <laughs> leverage to it and I'll just, I'll make money off the downside. Yep. People got to understand there's money in both ways of this market. You just have to learn. Yep. Um, and so that website right there though, beautiful, man. If you see that, Thank look you. at that natural gas. Yeah. So what you want to really pay attention to is the UK gas and the TTF gas. Also natural gas. That's pretty high up there as well in a global perspective. But those look at that 500% year to year over year, 13% um, on the, is that the daily 25% on the weekly. So these prices are starting to increase already. What happens when we hit winter season, I mean, we're talking, yep. you know, cold snow, blackouts in the UK, major supply gut on energy, massive demand. And they Price had a heat wave this summer. Oh, and they had the heat wave. That's, yeah. that's affecting China as well right now. It's a whole nother topic. Um, so these are major, major issues that like we're approaching. And that's just from an inflationary side of things. The other side of this is your retailers. So all that demand from these consumers, we got $5 trillion. Everybody was spending money, buying new cars, buying brand new phones, going to, you know, well, not going to Europe because of COVID, but, you know, traveling, <laughs> trying buying, to get out, people spend were buying their money. Coins, people were buying a bunch. Of, that's that's where all the money. NFTs. That's, yep. You know, people were blowing their and money. It, it, they're just blowing it. And the problem was. Is, and unemployment you know, money too. But a lot of people were, were doing unemployment money, the PPP loans, like people were, where money was oh, coming yeah. in. Oh, PPP was, is P one of the worst. Yep. That, that's one of the biggest issues. And so. You know, what happened, though, was they were buying from all these retailers. And this is called the bullwhip effect. I learned this from actual uh, from Michael Burry um, a few months back. Uh, but, these, you know, the retailers, they overproduce and, and um, you know, buy too much from the manufacturers. And the manufacturers buy too much from their suppliers. By the time the suppliers get all of that supplies to the manufacturers and the retailers, mm -hmm. the demand will be gone. And we saw that confirmed. Uh, this is something I've been talking about for quite a few months. 
um, was the fact that your profits were going to start dropping drastically from retailers. And that's going to have a negative impact on your corporation profit margins in Q4. Mm -hmm. That will be bad for stocks and crypto. Um, and so those are some big things that I'm just watching for through midterms. That's and, the, that's you know, like again, we're looking at zone. that. You're looking at teens Bitcoin. I have to say it. I, I am not confident at all in Bitcoin. Yeah. That and yeah, and I and 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 some people are, are drilling you for like drilling like me for saying that, right? And and it goes into like like being not being in an echo chamber. You don't want to be stuck in a place where everyone's just saying the most positive thing every single time. And the one person that's in the room is like, you know what? I think this is gonna happen. And then they bang, they what the hell's wrong with you? You're an idiot or whatever. Like, yeah. Like me, I I, I tweeted out saying quant. Hey man, I don't like Quant being at 120. This is this is not a this is Quant's not going back to all time high anytime soon, you guys. Be careful. Like, you know, it was just fifty dollars was a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then now people are like, oh, Quant's the next Bitcoin. I'm like, I love Quant, but I'm like, I'm not gonna dump my bag into this at a hundred plus when I'm just if your dog cost driving is fine, but people have been FOMOing into it thinking that it's gonna have that another run up to four hundred. I'm like, dude, look at the market. There's no way that's gonna happen right now. Like you know, like it's just crazy. People are like, say, "Oh, you, 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 how can you say you like?" You just want? gotta ask them, "Where's you know? the demand gonna come from? Yeah. Where's the money coming from?" <laughs> you know, it's and again, if the feds come out and go, "Hey, we're gonna print another two trillion dollars," I will shut up and yeah. I will change my mind. But that's data no one can predict. So exactly. as of right now, no one has money. They're on an all-time, you know, debt limit. They're spending way too much credit. Credit, everything is up. You know, Prices. You can't be buying monkey pictures on credit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and I like NFTs. I do, too, but yep. it's you know. It's, it's the reality of things, They just man. think you're. They think they think that we're evil, and we're like, dude. I'm like, why would you advocate for this? Like, you would want to buy it at a discount, right? You would want. It. That's how I look at it. It's just crazy how, but that's how bad the space can get. It's it's obvious people surrounding themselves and forming a bubble around it, and not having realistic you know conversations. And that's one of the big gripes I have with XRP as well. And I and I'm I have an XRP uh, investor, and you know I talk about all my. TikTok is primarily XRP, and on my YouTube is where I cover everything else. The the XRP army is kind of they get to the point where they do get a little bit. You say one that's negative much. thing, they attack you, and that's why I feel bad for blockchain boy, you know. And and I I yeah. comment on him. He's he's we follow each other, and we've talked about it before. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not. You know, I told myself I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, ten thousand XRP, and just to do that to get followers. You know, like I'm providing like realistic as much as I can um content on it and that's the one thing that's the big example cardano is another one where people they get into this little bubble and you say one negative thing they bash you and they think you're like you know the worst person you're like the worst person yeah Yeah. like i'm bullish on ripple and xrp (laughs) but i'm like dude i'm gonna take my two dollars and leave and like people are like oh you're you're not a true holder and i'm like because i'm really in the economics like i just love studying i'm like okay where's your demand going to come from like we exactly. understand that go to 2020 oh that's the other thing like i sold all my xrp at like a buck 20 and so dude, the xrp army like they flame trader <laughs> yeah trader trader i'm like dude this lawsuit can go to 2024 it could easily be till next bull run now it like of course today like it's it's i think the deposition or whatever or summary is t- t- uh, march 31st 2023 now yeah it's just it's keep just- going you know, and I'm not back. bearish against it. I'm just like, hey, by the way, there's other cryptos. Exactly. You can short Ethereum. You can short Bitcoin. You can long Bitcoin. You can long. There's money to be made in this market in so many different ways. And it's when the time's right, dude. Every I'll day. stack again. I, XRP is my is where I'm at today. It's because I literally put all my stimulus money into it at like seven cents. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
legendary. Like, yeah, and, you know. And that's what I like like one thing that I you know, people want the case to be over. And I'm like, I feel like right now it's the worst time for it to be over. Why just, would you want it over? Just like the Ethereum merger. No one's gonna buy. It's the worst time. You wanna save that? Explode that it's like you're a big firecracker. You want to save that last one, the cherry on top, right? When the bull market's from and lost exactly. over. Imagine if the bull boom, one is on. Boom. Because <laughs> like I'm like, and they just don't understand. And it's you know, and I don't like, delay, I don't blame delay, people delay. for it, I but it's a lot it. of the yeah, you're just it's like please wait. Like I will happily <laughs> accumulate next yes. year because like it's already a, a massive market cap. Like, let's just get the two bucks, and that's dude, two dollars too. What like from now, what is that? A 10x? Like, not a 10x. Yep. It's Almost nearly, you're like, yeah. You know, that's you're beating the S and P by literally eighty cents. Thirty three cents to, to, to two bucks. It's, you're, it's ridiculous. That's and, more than eighty years. What is that? That's like one hundred and sixty years in the S and P. You just beat. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, like let's be realistic. Really, Go buy a yeah. property and let's call it a day. And you know? that's what I try and tell people. I'm like, you don't, because I think because of this meme coin era, people have this fascination, right? Of oh, I'm gonna put my five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, and I'm now I'm a millionaire. I'm like that's like. That's just not possible. Like, in, maybe during that bull run last year, around the time when when Dogecoin was pumped up and cheap, if you bought in before Elon Musk ever tweeted about it, yes, millionaires were made. Telcoin had a, one of, a terrific run. There's a bunch of tokens that did that, but be realistic. If you could c- turn your 10,000, 5,000, 1,000 into, you know, 5, 6, 7, 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever, that's still a win. Like, you don't need to retire off of one token like it doesn't work that way that's why Not I a, to tell you gotta people. diversify <laughs> name yeah name one millionaire that's like yo yeah I, I bought one thing like they're invested every billionaire's lost money in hundreds of investments yep. and they've also made money in hundreds of s you, you gotta diversify i think that's a part of tiktok you know it's uh richest man in babylon what's one of my favorite books I have book right here um you do dude, it's right behind me too that is literally i if every <laughs> person yeah it's, i got Mine's little. Mine's the, the little version. Oh, you got. Oh, you got the. Yeah, this is like the one I got on Amazon. That that one's like the original one, isn't it? Or is yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, and I think one of my favorite quotes in it is like, you know, you, what do you trust a brick maker with your jewels? Exactly. You know, it's and it's and it's the same yep. thing as the crypto space because you know you got the ninety nine percent, the average person that comes in, they see some seventeen year old kid that you know lives with his mom and buys a Rolex and has flashy bling and buys a Tesla. And he made, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, you know, pumping and dumping an, an NFT or meme coin on his on his followers. Yeah. And so they but they don't realize that, you know, um, I could call it so many, so many millionaires that literally just got paid by shit coins. And so and they, it's, they, they're now they're gurus and now they're they gurus. sell a course they're and gurus. now they sell like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, right. uh, it's just like drop shipping. <laughs> there's certain people I really hope are on a like on a panel one day and I'll just roast them, dude. I'll just ask them. <laughs> I'll ask them the most basic, basic like economy questions. And they're just gonna be like, what? You know? And so, you know, Shoot but that, that's, that's a sidebar. Yeah, you know, it's, not, yeah, it's like so, you know, but there's, there's just money to be made here. And I, I want people to really realize that. I just understand that if the markets are going to crash, understand how you profit off that. Right. Michael Burry's made all his money off stock market crashes. Yep. Uh, look at Peter Schiff. Peter Schiff is the boy who cried wolf with gold, but he's now sold and, you know, sold dozens of books and made millions of dollars off just being an author. Like the crypto is not at all the only space you have to make money and it exactly. gives you opportunities to make money in other spaces. So it's just a great place to be. Man, that's that's literally like what I've been trying to preach um, on my YouTube is like st- Give like don't have that desire right of of like like we said earlier right now like buying one coin and then that potentially freeing you from life like oh I'm multimillionaire a millionaire I made six figures 
the the experience of being a crypto investor, crypto trader, and learning and networking and learning new skills, and and eventually, if you're taking it serious, evolving, right? Like what I'm trying to do and what you've done, learning more about the economy and becoming a well-rounded, you know, investor. And now you you know about commodities, stocks, bonds, you know the what's going on with with the Fed, everything like that. Those are the real people that are going to stay around and su- succeed in this space. The people that came in last year trying to find out what's the next 100x, they're gone. They're wrecked. Oh, dude. They're they, wrecked. They come, they're and go. they come and go. <laughs> no time. All the, you know, if you go back to, to, man, like. I did them too. You know, I just, I understood. <laughs> I, was I was diversified. <laughs> I had 40 cryptos. You yep. know, it's like, I didn't, you know, while those crashed, Matic pumped to the moon, you know, or like whatever it was. It's, you you, you got to play the space. You know? too. The NFTs, NFTs, like I had on man, I got oh, me too. on NFTs. Me too. Like I, I'm now below even. I was up significantly, like eight ETH at one point at like three thousand dollar ETH. So I was like, and I was like, okay, you know, just trading. And then I just held and held and held. And yeah, NFTs have taken the most brutal. Dude, this is brutal fall. So I, in my journey, I've gotten hacked twice from my trust wallet, twice. Oof. Learned from that, and then one. When I was early, early twenty, early twenty twenty one, I wasn't really making content on crypto yet. I had bought some NFTs, right? I bought the Fame Ladies. I my <laughs> fell for one of those people in the Discord that I was in their Discord. Oh, they messaged no. me like, "Hey man, I'll buy it from you, you know, one ETH or whatever." And I was like, "Oh!" They gave me a fake site that was similar to this swapping thing, and I did it like yep. a dummy. And this was way before I, you know, knew anything. And then I was like, "Wait a minute, where did my NFT go?" Like. I was freaking out, and then the guy yeah, stole from GGs. me. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I had this had to happen because it made me a better. It made me like understand, like, yo, this is this is this is crazy. And people have gotten hacked. People, you know, and it's just crazy how that happened. Dude, hacks. Uh, my my biggest enemy. It's happened to me a couple times. Is sending just money to the wrong address from an ETH to BSC. Yep. Because uh, it might just be an exchange. So I've lost a few grand just doing that. Um, There's so much to it. Wh- wherever that goes, yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's just gone. I'm like, Matthew hey, McConaughey's yeah. dust is fixing yeah. dust. Well, <laughs> <laughs> guys, Jeez, crazy, man. whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's why you know, and, and that's why that's that's the name of the game in the space. You know, like if you trade on Avalanche, you get C Chain. You got to know which chain you're sending it to. Binance, BSC, or you know, what I mean, like it's just crazy how like how deep. It's not too deep, but once you get into it, there's so much you can learn from this space, you know, and, and this is the time where you, everything slows down and you listen to podcasts like this. You can learn a lot. And, and, and they're in the best. You know? You're in the best. You're in the best spot if you're coming in now. I had yep. some people in the stream today. Hey, I'm brand new. What I do is it always is volatile. I'm like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> you are lucky. <laughs> like, here, like, hey, enjoy. <laughs> you know, everybody acts like because, you know, I've been in here for, you know, I've only been in the space for two years. I've just made it my like goal and passion to be just knowledgeable. So I just yep. read everything I can. And so, you know, like I debate people like from 2014, 2016, but you get people like that come in and they just expect that you only made money the whole time. Like, oh, you bought it at a good time. You bought in 2020. You're always been oh, up. Oh, man. Like, dude, 2020, I, I bought that. right before the pandemic. I thought I was a college student. I thought I just lost all my money. Like, you know, it's it took a year and a half before XRP saw yeah. 40 cents again. And I was buying from 22 to, you know, whatever it was. So um, I think it hit like eight or seven cents in the at the bottom. Yeah. But uh, 
So, you know, it's always volatile. It's always going to exist. And like, you just don't be scared. Just start reading for the love yes. of God. If you don't know what to put your money in, buy a book, a $30 <laughs> book. I swear. Dude, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon. Any of these books I behind that, me. I have those books right here too. Dude, All right here. <laughs> it will, anybody watching, like, like especially Richest Man in Babylon. I think everybody that yep. watches content creators need to read that because it'll give them the perspective. Okay, when I'm listening to this, this individual, what is that one? Think for rich. rich. Yeah, the, yeah, I love it. I love it. No. Um, yeah, this rich dad, poor dad. I just started buying Tony hard Robbins. copies. I usually listen to Audible. Tony Robbins, I've listened to uh, uh, Unshakable was like my first book by Tony Robbins. Great, that's what I have. That's my first book, too. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, you know what's up, dude. You yeah. know what's up. So, and it's just it's constantly reading. I think now I've read probably you know three dozen books. I got way more. I want there's hundreds I need to read, but Eight, you know, I think see. that's like where people need to start, man. It's they just don't want to, they don't want to put in the effort, they don't want to put in exactly. the work, and they're going to be caught in the dust again. And next thing you know, we're going to see a YouTube ad. This is my Ferrari. These are my books. Tylo passed out. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah this, back in my garage. Oh, don't mind my Ferrari. Don't mind my yeah. Ferrari. Look knowledge. <laughs> now, I actually read them. I don't skim read them. Um, you know, so you can you can question me on the books. But uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> no yeah. um, I'm just, you know, it, what's, what, I, what I was going to say also is, like you said, yes, read a book. Start do audiobooks, right? Like you said, consume the knowledge, you know. And I was gonna say it's so bad right now. Even Elon Musk at a loss, right? It was like yeah. a joke, you know. Yeah. Even he's so at a loss. I mean, if you really feel you're down, I mean, just look at Michael shouting down like one billion dollars. Exactly. You know, no problem. No, no problem. Step it's, down as CEO to focus on you know Bitcoin investments or whatever. Focus on losing more money. Losing more I'm money. Just yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're. No, it's a good space, dude. And it's people just need to address it. And I think they need to stop focusing on coming in to get rich quick. And they need to come in. And, you know, crypto is like, I think every 20 year old teens, you know, intro to just becoming financially literate. I swear, yeah. just reading, look, focusing on your own business, focus on, you know, having a cash flow on the side. Like I've always done that. I've always been an entrepreneur, whether it was drone footage, streaming, or, yeah. um, you know, I, I did car washing for a while. I was doing detailing. Like I was always trying to find a side income that can produce me more it. income than my traditional job. And that's how you're going to make it. You can't be stuck nine to five, come home, scroll through TikTok for three hours, watch two hours of Netflix and watch one dude on TikTok and just try to buy whatever he says. You're not going to make it that Never. way because we make yeah. mistakes, dude. We will continue to make mistakes. It's, it's the people that, you know, learn from their failures are the ones that succeed, not the people that, you know, just fail and don't do shit. They just, exactly. they just give up, you know, you know, so, yep got to keep developing yourself like yeah man this this was a great conversation i know i know that you know you got some things you got to take care of today i'm very very appreciative for you to come on hopefully we can do this again someday um sometime soon or whatever you know and uh yeah any anything you want to leave with the audience or the, the listeners before we you know get out of here uh, just seriously, like just, you know, now's the time to keep listening, guys. You guys are following CryptoLogic. He's doing a great dive into XRP and stuff. Like, Guys, understand that this space is volatile. It's going to be messy. You have regulations coming. But with those regulations comes brand new opportunities that haven't existed ever in this world. So if you are in this space, you're doing the research, you understand the narrative that we are transitioning into a Web3 world. You're going to do so fucking well. Excuse my language on YouTube. Sorry about that. You got to bleep that out. You're going to do so well. Um, you know, you just just keep learning, keep educating yourself. Um, I mean, past that, if you guys want to check out, you know, Kryptonite guys, we do have our podcast launching here uh, in about two weeks. Uh, I am stoked for that. We got we'll be going Dude. on tour and stuff around the around the country and uh, hopefully into like London and some places. But 
Um, that's going to be a great, great macro. It's, it's a little bit of everything. We got all coins, macroeconomics. I really like diving into, but just a, a, an overall basis on every point. So uh, make sure you check that out. But yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna link that as well. I've and been I'm watching YouTube. the this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna make sure everyone go to his YouTube. You guys probably already follow him on Twitter. You guys are following me, you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys are already following him. <laughs> My YouTube, I've been on in six months, so yeah. that one, no one. <laughs> go check out his YouTube. I, I'm, I've been seeing your snippets. You uh, blockchain have been posting. I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to to you know take a dive. Dude, we're dying to, to get it out, man. It's we, our awesome. sponsors and everything nice. went through, but they're launch partners, so they were like, you can't stream without us. And we're like, okay. oh, okay. So, um, it's going to look when good. it does come out. It's going to be worth it, worth the wait. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to see what who you guys bring on, what you guys do with that moving forward. It's awesome. You guys take over the the whole that type of like you know that podcast space because that's huge. It, you know, it's going to be huge for we need that. We need real serious deep dive conversation. You guys are both like the original pioneers of it. And no, no other greater people to you know start that with, you know? So it's going to be cool to see um, you it's guys growing that. We'll have the show. We'll have you on. Uh, man, that'd be, be awesome. Great, it's going to be, uh, boy, get into it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're no, cool dude, though. Bro, man, cool, we can though. go full boxing <laughs> matches, dude. We got me versus blockchain boy, 2025, man. Yeah. Uh, he's cool. Growing man. down. I sent him no, a chain a good once. Dude. Uh, I, I was doing like these crypto things and I sent him one uh, um, like last year. I don't know if you saw it. It's like a V-Chain thing and Infinity Pad or something like that. So Oh, that's um, sick. Yeah, dude, he's, he's – he's, yeah, I don't know. How, how old are you? Uh, I'm 29. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm 24. I always feel like I'm uh, – everybody always goes like I'm 21 or 22. So we're <laughs> – yeah, I'm not 29, but, you know, we're definitely like the uh, – the I feel upper like I'm a young age, soul. I would I have say. a young soul. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. I was gonna say like 25. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. You know, it's uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy seeing you know people like Lucas. It's like 21 years old and just successful. Yeah. So it's it's a good thing to be it's around. Cool, you know? man. I, and we're you know, it's all love. You know, we always you know, I I never you know, oh, we dude, always yeah. we always troll back and forth, but it's just all love. It's all love. It's like it's, it's dude, it's, stitch it's cool. videos, stitch videos, yeah. bash on. Yeah. We love that. We love that. People think it's ang- dude. Nah, it's it's all about opinions in the space, and you know, it's how you grow. You, exactly. you can't learn if you don't. You know, you don't. Yep. argue that's there's no if there's no debating there would be just only i don't even want to know what the world would be like if yeah. people had the same same opinions <laughs> literally what we were talking about earlier this is just everyone's on the same side in the echo chamber right just in a bubble like no no negative energy here just i'm like <laughs> no just learn you know yeah. it's like you have you have a problem with crypto who cares yeah, like exactly. i can go there's a million out there <laughs> it's just like yeah. the, the maxis you know what i mean and you know and i love a wide range of cryptos you know and that's that's just the beauty of the space that we're in you know but yeah, I appreciate you for coming on. Thanks, um, man. I'll see you guys in the next video. Make sure you guys follow him on everything. I'll link everything in the description. See you guys in the next video or podcast episode, whatever. <laughs> Peace. Peace, man. Yeah.